This is episode number 003 of the Reno Slant. Kickoff is getting close. We're talking Portland State. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the podcast for Northern Nevada sports fans, where an award-winning sports writer and his Nevada alum brother discuss Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and, well, pretty much everything else Nevada, except for the Loyalist Chicago tournament game. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schau. For all of you who have listened to the first two and are still trucking, uh, you guys are awesome. I think it's probably too early to say that I love you, <laughs> um, but really, we really appreciate it. Again, super, super pumped uh, this is happening. This is episode three, the final episode of our launch of our Here We Go, We're Talking Nevada All The Time uh, podcast. And this, obviously, this episode, we are digging into Portland State kickoff. Friday night, six o'clock, Mackey Stadiums. There's no bet or Mackey Stadium. There's no betting lines out yet as of recording or recording this Wednesday evening. So we'll talk quickly about what we think the lines will be. Or ballpark is always weird with with FCS games and putting lines out really late. Uh, we obviously need to predict the final score and the number of people really care about attendance. What are the keys to a to a Nevada win? In the opener, what are some of the areas that Nevada can maybe be or should maybe be concerned that could potentially lead to an upset in this one? What are some matchups to look at, certainly? And really, what do we need to know about Portland State? Because my guess is there aren't a ton of us who are extremely well-versed in Vikings football. I certainly <laughs> was not before getting ready for this show. I don't think Adam was either. Uh, for slants on this episode... Now that football season really is here, I mean, NFL, we still have a few weeks left, but college really ramps up this weekend. What do we love about football season? What do we hate about football season? What are some of the other games we're really looking forward to this weekend? Because there really are some awesome, awesome games this weekend on the slate. And it's Labor Day weekend. What's everyone up to? It's a fun weekend for plans in a lot of ways. People see it as the last weekend of summer. So what's going on? Before we jump into all that, bro, uh, I got to ask you a really, really important question. Did right, you, did you, or did you not watch Hard Knocks last night? You bet I watched Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks last night. Say hut, say hut. That was wasn't that that was two episodes ago. They they, they did it again in the episode last night. Yeah, they, they, they did, it, like a, the they did as an intro. The Bob Wiley gut, it's so in sync. I love it. He's become one of the like most likable people on the show, I think. Oh, easily. Easily. Did you see just, did you see what happened this morning? The news that came out about the linebacker from the Eagles who's now yeah, on the Browns? Kendricks he got busted for insider trading. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at Well, and the thing is that there was no denial. There was no, you know, my bad. I didn't know. He was like, yep, I knew it was happening. I knew what I did. My bad. I actually love that from him. Like, he just came out and said, this is what I thought I was doing. This is what I ended up doing. I screwed up. Totally my bad. Not going to happen again. I love that, actually. Well, well, yeah, and the crazy thing, too, is, like, I mean, he I mean, he didn't go super into death, but he told a little bit about it. Like, he's like, I got a buddy that worked at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Obviously, a huge investing banking firm. I'm like... Dang, he just, he basically just gave the trail out right there. I yeah, mean, I'm sure they already knew everything. The feds had already charged or were placing a charge, but, but yeah, that was definitely a bizarre way to start the day. So what, what happens to him now? Do they cut him immediately? Like it's, 
they, they let Coleman stick around and he was with an expired license and had weed in the car. Or, or what you, is his name? Coleman? You're talking about Ca- Callaway. Callaway. Uh, whatever. Callaway. Yeah, the, the, Florida. the Florida kid. Uh, Oh, Hugh Jackson doesn't have the stones to get rid of him. He's going to stay around. He's going to start week one. He's <laughs> he's fine. Say what you will about the Browns. The Browns have a lot of they got a lot of personalities on that show. Dude, they're all, all over the team. place. And like now, Josh Gordon's coming back. And like, I mean, it's Weird. that whole team's coming from a bunch of different angles. And I think it's I think it's funny. It's been. It's, awesome. I think it's I think it's a perfect team for Hard Knocks. It's been like, an awesome, the, awesome season of it. Yeah, awesome and that season. one guy, the, the other guy is that defensive lineman. I can't remember Nis Nis something or oh Ryan Nassib Taylor Swift's Nassib. boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> he's been another interesting character. Who's your favorite guy on the show? Before we start digging into Portland State here, uh, I'd have to go Wiley. Wiley, he's co- he's caused the most. I've laughed the most just watching his gut move. So he's got to be my favorite. You can't what go wrong. You I'm going with Kajuice, <laughs> the tight end. I'm Kajuice is he's a good one too. But he's a. <laughs> He kind of startled me. He was talking about the crystals. I know he kind of lost me a little bit last night with the crystals. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's tone it back a little bit, guy." A little bit much. Okay, uh, we're digging into Portland State now. Uh, we both did some research coming in because our, as I mentioned, at the very top, our knowledge of Portland State is not super intense. <laughs> uh, but we did some clicking around. We kind of alternated on the last episode, and I think that worked. Maybe people hate it. I don't know. They can they can tweet us. Um, so we'll start with you. Um, first thing to know about Portland State football. They were awful last year. Completely <laughs> awful. Uh, they're 0-8 in conference, 0-11 overall. They got, I was looking at their record, they got smoked by almost everybody. Their closest game, this will actually be good for Nevada in a couple weeks, was to Oregon State. It was a 35-32 loss. So that's my point one. They're not good. We said in the last episode how bad Portland State or how bad Oregon State was, and and there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think all three of these threats are going to be along similar lines. Portland State yeah. has new offensive and defensive coordinators. Last year, the offensive coordinator went to Nebraska, took a job with the Cornhuskers. The defense they fired their D coordinator. Um, well, the head coach fired the D coordinator, but their defense was particularly awful last year. They gave up 43 points per game, allowed just short of 500 yards per game. And I thought this was maybe one of the crazier stats that I saw. Total sacks by for Portland State. So how many sacks did the Portland State defense have last year? Mm-hmm. Seven. It's seven sacks all year. They got to the quarterback seven times. That is abysmal. <laughs> That's a great defense if you ask me. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my number two one. Uh, they are extremely young as well. So I was looking it up. They had over for this year with freshmen, true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores. It's over 50 guys of the squad is that age. And then I can't, I can't remember the exact numbers for juniors and seniors, but I think it was 20 to 30 mixed between juniors and seniors, which just shows they're going to be very inexperienced coming on the road. It's going to be tough for them. So. The age and the, the experience is also going to play a factor as well. Sure. Yeah, I saw that too. They're super young. Um, mm-hmm. My second thing is their passing game was not great last year. They were last in the big sky in efficiency. They completed just 52% of their passes as a team. They threw 17 touchdowns. They also threw 14 picks, so almost one-to-one 
in <laughs> touchdowns to picks, but their starting quarterback, at least who's going to go into the game starting, played pretty well last year. He's only a sophomore, Davis Alexander. He's five foot eleven, so not a huge kid, but he started the last three games. He played in five total, and he was definitely better than a few of their other options. He was ninety for one fifty-seven, so that's fifty-seven percent completion percentage. Uh, for over 1,200 yards with five touchdowns and a pick. So those numbers were better, and he can run a little bit. So it's easy to dog on the Portland State pretty much everything, but but this kid, Davis Alexander, is probably better than the common just onlooker would assume if you look at their team numbers. So yeah. uh, quarterback not completely inept. All right, so at least be able to somewhat stay afloat, hopefully, there. We'll see. Uh <laughs> Uh, my other one is going to go to the, the, I guess the season predictions through the F, through their ranking in the big sky. They were already predicted again to finish last in the coaches poll. So first and third point kind of go a little, a little close with one of another from last season and this year, but they were bad last year and they're expected to be a little better this year, but still bad enough to get last in the big sky. Yeah, my, my third point, it was pretty much that. It's just not a good team. I mean, they were 0-11 last year. They lost their last 13 overall against FBS teams in program history. They're 4-36. and So they, they have struggled against FBS schools uh, historically, but they did get two wins in 15. Uh, one was against Washington State. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and one of them was North Texas, which if you would ask me if that was an FBS or FCS school, I would have actually not known. I, I probably would have guessed FCS. When I saw it, didn't they smack them too? It was like 60-something to 7 or yeah, like they killed, killed them. Absolute beatdown. But that was 2015. They were pretty good that year. I think they were 9-3, and three, and they went to the, the FCS playoffs that year. Their mm-hmm. last win ever, uh, so 2016 season, at home versus Idaho State, a team that beat Nevada last year. So kind of a common theme there. All right, I had one of that as my another little thing was that they lost Idaho State last year, fifty nine to thirty. So, <laughs> Ugh, that's still such an awful loss. <laughs> awful, awful loss. Uh, honorable mention going through Portland State's media guide. They throughout the entire thing they used Wolfpack one word. So a bunch of jabronis over there. Northwesterners, what are you gonna do? <laughs> All right, move on to some matchups to watch. I guess I'll start this one. If there is a strength on this Portland State team, we talked about the quarterback position potentially with Davis Alexander, it's at the tight end position. Um, they got six tight ends listed on their two deep. This is the strength of this team. They have one kid uh, as a true sophomore, Charlie. I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name. Tom Moe Powell. That was awful. I wish I could edit that out. I won't. I'm too lazy. But uh, he was, he's 6'3", 240, 45 grabs last year for almost 700 yards, three touchdowns, and that's as a true freshman. So I'm really curious to see the Portland State tight ends against Nevada linebackers. There was a lot made about Malik Reed, obviously Nevada's dude on the defensive side of the ball moving from defensive line to linebacker. So immediately I think Malik Reed in a linebacker, linebacking unit is going to get tested in space in the passing game. It's a first game for Malik Reed in a different position, and he's playing against a team that tight ends are their strength. So right away, we're going to get to see um, the Nevada linebackers work in space, especially Malik Reed. I'm super curious to see how that pans out. And see how he transitions out there. Yeah. I got uh, – mine are going to be obviously a little broader. We got Ganji versus the Portland State defense. 
like you just said, Portland State had a very hard time getting the pressure on seven total sacks, obviously, last season. And with a Nevada offense, a little more experience, some starters returning from last year, I think that he's going to be obviously spreading the ball around a lot. And if he's got all that time in the pocket, it could be a long day for the defensive backs <laughs> and the backers trying to cover anything in the flats or whatnot. It's just, I have a feeling that that ball is going to be getting flung around quite a bit. Yeah, we talked about how bad Portland State was defensively last year. I don't think there's a huge reason to believe they're going to be significantly better last year. And we mm-hmm. know what Nevada has offensively this year. Yeah, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of threats. Uh, another one I got, Nevada's offensive line. So we've talked about skill positions on the show already. And we talked about in the last episode as well. A lot of talent at the skill position for Nevada offensively. But... a uh, Potential question mark. I think one of the biggest question marks on this team is the offensive line. Uh, you lost a lot of talent. Anytime you lose a guy like Austin Corbett at, at left tackle, who is the guy on that line, you're going to lose something. You got some guys working in with a ton of experience, and they're going to be going up against a Portland State defensive front that, yes, was bad last year. They have nine returners coming back, though, so you do have some experience. I don't know how you grade that out if you have... Yeah, it's good to have nine returners, but they were awful last year. So is that a good thing Mm -hmm. or a bad thing? Uh, We'll find out, I guess, on Friday night. So, um, oh, another number for you guys. I had this written down. Portland State last year allowed 258 rush yards a game and 36 touchdowns on the ground. That's more than three, more than three touchdowns a game they gave up on the ground. That's not a good number to be boasting. No, that's that has to be among the most in the country. That's do you know? What we, do you know what they were ranked? Back like in, in the nation? In the nation? Well, I guess got to, that's, got, that's got to be at the very bottom. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I guess they're going FCS. They're going. They're going to be way down there. So yeah, it's a relatively inexperienced offensive line going against an experienced defensive line. But as I mentioned, Portland State's defense and the front, especially, really struggled last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna go off a little bit where I'm headed. Is it gonna be the inexperience? It's gonna roll back to what I said with the three things to know about them. They're very young. You're gonna be coming in. Obviously, Mackie isn't a super threatening. You're not playing Tuscaloosa or whatnot, but it's still you know not really the most friendly environment to come into. You're playing in altitude. You know, Wolfpack fans are obviously very inebriated. Well, the majority of them, <laughs> so they get a little they get a little hostile. So it'll just be interesting to see how they come down, especially because Reno, it's a little, you know, it's not like a Pac-12 school, so there's not a whole lot of scouting going on and to see how the environment is. So it'll just be, and especially a team like Portland State, young coming in, it'll it'll just be an interesting way to see how they handle the, I guess, the environment itself and playing against a Wolfpack team that does have a lot more experience than they do. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you haven't played a lot of football and you're playing some of your first collegiate snaps and now you're on the road and you're playing... Uh, an FBS team that a lot of people are expecting to put up a ton of points. Like, how do you mm-hmm. handle that mentally and bouncing back from stuff? That's a that's a good one. That's, yep. a, that's a good point. Um, did you have another one? Because that was that no, was all I, I have. I, I just had my two matchups. All right, uh, keys to a Nevada win. I th- we talked about on the last show. It's no surprise. We we both expect a Nevada win pretty handily. We'll get to the scores mm-hmm. here in in a little bit. Um, but what do you got for first key to a win for Nevada? They have to do the small stuff right. Something, you know, you talk about football all the time, but I think Nevada right now, obviously, you know, expectations are a little high for the most part. You know, we obviously weren't very good last year, but Nevada still can't be overlooking that it's an FCS school. 
especially because last year I think that happened. They overlooked them. We all know what happened. But they just got, I think they got to start doing the little small things right because if you can't do the small things right, you're not going to be able to do the big things right. And that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, my first one was, was kind of similar. I mean, it's super cliche, but cliches exist because they're real. You're playing a team that's not very good. You're playing a team mm-hmm. that nobody expects to win a bunch of games this year. People expect you to win this game soundly. So you gotta yeah. show, you gotta show up early. I mean, we know what happens when you let a team that's not as good as you, when you let them hang around for a little bit, you know where the pressure starts to flip and then crazy things can happen. So start fast, jump on their throats early, don't let Portland State hang around and then this game's gonna go, I think, the way a lot of people expect. Yep, definitely. And then I got for my second one's gonna be defense. It was the biggest, biggest problem of last year. It's definitely be improved this year, but just from the from the get go, I think the defense needs to show up. Just kind of show them, all right, we've improved from last season. This is what we can do now. Obviously, it's not the biggest test they're going to face all season, right? But I think that that's one of the things that they need to do initially is get the defense to show up from the start of the game. Yeah, we talked about the offense. I'm just fascinated what's going to happen in this game, offensively for Nevada and defensively. Defense was mm-hmm. just point blank not good last year. So you yeah. you have a quote unquote cupcake to start the season. Can can you make a statement early against a bad FCS team? I think that's what a lot of fans want to see. Um, yeah. My second point was take care of the football. I mean, that's how you get beat by a team that's not as good as you. You're careless. You're sloppy. You're turning the ball over on, on your own half. Uh, Portland mm-hmm. State was, as you can probably expect, not good at forcing turnovers last year. They forced 12 total for the season. So about one a game. Um, you have to make a team like Portland State actually beat you. You you can't beat yourself in a game like this. Yeah, it's 100% true. All right, we got next segment. Was it the big, biggest concerns of the game? I, I got one more. I got, oh, you got oh you got another. One? I got oh, one more. Okay. It's, it's not a, it's not necessarily a key to the game, but um, or not a key to victory, but I'd say it is a key to the game itself. If you're Nevada, it's time to put on a show. This Portland mm-hmm. State team was awful last year. Expectations aren't sky high this year, but they're certainly higher than they were last year. This team has way more talent, way more experience. Coaching, I mean, you can go on and on about why there's reason to be more optimistic about the team this year. And playing a team like Portland State, I think this is an ideal start to the season. I mean, you, you can really put some numbers up and try to get the hype moving a little bit because I'll, I'll talk about it here in a second. I mean, everyone knows that the majority of Nevada fans right now are already excited to count on the days for basketball season. So the football team yeah. has to try to, I don't know, whether it's channel it, whether it's try to steal some of that, or just get people excited in general. And I think a way to do that is to just absolutely kick Portland State's ass in the in the first game. What um, if they do that? They're just going to initially show everybody too that it's a different team from last year. That they're kind of they flushed what what happened last season. They're like, all right, new, yeah, new, new new chapter. That's what I'm saying. Make a statement against a team that's that's not very good and. um it's important for the department as a whole for fans to show up for football games. Mm-hmm. And the way you get people to show up, the way you get people to get excited about a program is win. Put on a show. Make it exciting. What Musk, what Musk did was obviously win. Not got people excited, but he played an exciting brand of, football, of basketball. Football. Yeah. They, they were up and down. They were shooting threes. And, and I think Norvell is trying to do something similar. Um, so key to the game, put on a show. Make it sexy. There you go. That's true. It's <laughs> a good, good way to put it. Um, the next thing we wanted to get to was predictions. So we'll get to the score. We'll do that one second. 
Do you want to go? We'll so we'll go with attendance first. I got some context to provide, but what's your number? What we can do over the course of the season, we'll keep track of this, and then we'll see who's closest. See who's the closest. So I saw. I don't know what number you found. I saw that the average last year was sixteen thousand seven hundred and some change. Okay. So if I'm gonna guess going into game one against an FCS, who you're supposed to kill, but you're supposed to be better than you were last year. But a lot, I also saw there's a number of season ticket uh, holders dropped. Yeah, there was qu- quite a substantial amount of that. I'm going to be a, a little on the pessimistic side. I'm going to say 16.5. It's going to be a little below the average last year. People are going to be probably doing some other things. Labor Day weekend headed in. I'm going to say it's yeah. a little below that 16.5. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You, you got to consider the context here. So it, it's Labor Day weekend. So you're probably going to have some people. Do I want to see Portland State or do I want to go to Tahoe one last mm-hmm. time? People are going to be making that up, making that decision. It's Friday night. So there's going to be prep football going on. That's going yep. to take a slice of the pie. It's burning, man. So you probably got some people out there oh my. Um, burning. It's <laughs> rib- about the burners out there. It, it's a rib cook-off right now. So you're going to have some people eating some ribs. Um, it's just in a really fun weekend collectively in Reno. But that's a mm-hmm. lot of different places fighting for attention. And then you consider you're playing a Portland State team. When people look at the schedule, they don't necessarily say, I need to go see Portland State. Yeah. It's not necessarily a big draw. Definitely. Um, So I looked at some numbers from the last two years, the first two home non-conference games. Uh, Last year, home opener versus Toledo was week two, so a different weekend. That was a little north of Uh, 18-6. The Idaho State game was a little north of 16-3, almost 16-4. Go to 2016, the home opener. So very similar situation. It was a Friday night, Labor Day weekend, and you're playing Cal Poly. So you had another Big Sky team. The Battle won that game in overtime. That game had 19-1. And the Buffalo game in 2016 had just north of 20,000. What? I saw they didn't even crack 19 at all last year. Yeah, I mean, the home schedule wasn't great. Last year, and then you have a three to nine year. I mean, a lot of things go into that. Yeah, it's a couple um, factors right there. So yeah. you throw all of that in there. I think the five dollar ticket promotion thing they did is going to help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with seventeen six. Okay. For the moment, so, it's an important difference to to note here. It's announced attendance. So yeah, they'll, they'll announce a number. But the number of people who are actually there is sometimes significantly lower than that. Some people, sometimes people buy $5 tickets and decide, I'm actually going to go to the rib cook-off. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying if people just bought a ticket in general, they'd that, be counted. And they'd that's the number that counts, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you got for a score? I got 41-20, Nevada. <laughs> we, hit, we, I, were, we were pretty identical on some things on the last show. Uh-huh. It's super funny. I got, I got 45-20. You have 45 to- <laughs> I, I, I think just Ty Gange in the offense should absolutely put on a clinic mm-hmm. um, in the opener. I think the defense um, should look pretty good against this Portland State team. I do expect Portland State to come out throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, they only return, I saw. They were they have their tight ends, obviously, but they were in their receivers, wide receivers. They bring back two receptions from last year. So you mentioned them being young and inexperienced. Especially at the wide receiver position. Yo, gosh. So even if they're sling, yeah, you got two guys with receptions and you're, you're trying slinging the ball around. That's a 
tough recipe. I don't know if it's two guys with one or one guy with two. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. You're not bringing a lot back. <laughs> you got two rece- You got two receptions. I don't know. I don't know if that really matters a whole lot. It doesn't matter. So you got 41-20. I got 45-20. We mentioned there's no betting lines out yet. Um, what if you had to throw a number out there? There's something we can do over the course of the season. If, if lines aren't out yet, we may have mm-hmm. to. Um, but w- what would you throw out there as a as a line? I would say Nevada would be favored by 13 and a half. See, I got another touchdown there. I, I think 19 and a half. You think 19 and a half? All right. Um, See, I, go. Well, I was going to say, because I think obviously both teams didn't have the, the greatest season. Right. You always want, you always want to keep out for these, uh, the, not the sucker bets, but the ones they get you on. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to, they're going to be one of those spreads where, you know, it's going to be one late pick away. You know, someone throws a pick six in the fourth quarter in garbage time is what's going to happen if it's, you know, going to determine who's going to actually hit the, who's going to hit the spread or not. Yeah. But just with Nevada being able to put up a lot of points last year, but also giving up a lot of points last year, that's kind of why I kept it, kept it under two touchdowns. So if the line is 19 and a half, you're taking, you're taking the points. If the line's 19 and a half, my prediction says, yeah, that I would take Nevada, but Nevada first half. That's what I <laughs> You're a big first half guy. Yeah. Love Ben first half. Cause they always come out huge. That's a, it's always the most, the worst part about college football is you get these teams that go up 35 or whatever in the first half and then all the scrubs come in and then your whole, the whole second half is you, you know, squatting from the TV with your hands on your head screaming because beware of the second, back door. Beware of yeah, the back door. Yeah. Those back door covers, those things ruin my Saturdays. All right. So you, you and I, though, we, we both have Nevada winning this game soundly. Um, either, either way, I think there's a ton to be excited about in this game, seeing how the offense plays, the defense plays, the, the skill positions. What does Malik Reed look like in coverage? Um, how many people show up to the game considering how much stuff is going on? This is an awesome time to be in Reno, by the way. This weekend, like, mm-hmm. I've missed Reno since I left. It was, I've been gone almost a year now, which is crazy. We have the balloon races. I think those are next weekend. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun. Um, damn, I miss Reno. Oh, yeah, there's, there's too many things right now. I can't, I can't beat all of them. As long, well, as long as I got Uber ready, Uber can drive me around. There you go. Um, so before we move on to slants, I got one thing. It was kind of interesting. I put, I put out a Twitter poll. I did this. It was almost a week ago, and I basically said, I mean, I everyone knows people are more excited about Nevada basketball right now. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. they're going to be ranked in the top 10 in the preseason, legit national title aspirations, nature of the beast. When you compare yeah. that with, with a football program that's going off a three and nine year, people are going to lean towards basketball. Um, well, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to argue for football in that, in that situation. Yeah, exactly. But I think you can still be excited about football, but if you had to choose one or the other, people are going to say I'm more excited about basketball. So I, I put a poll out. Basically I wanted to gauge the fan base's interest or excitement about football season coming around. Um, I gave, Four options. I basically said, um, you know, I want to see what everyone's excitement level is for 2018 Nevada football. Either you're counting down the hours, you have controlled enthusiasm, meh, more excited for men's basketball, or don't care at all. Um, for those who are interested in maybe voting in this, it has another about day and a half left, so you can go check it out. I have it pinned on my Twitter account, at Trib underscore Shout, which, by the way, I'm not going to change that Twitter handle. I need some, yeah, I was, some recommendations. Yeah, I looked at that. I looked at that today. I was curious because I I don't know if it said Sparks Trib and then or if you just cut it to Trib. Yeah, I need, no, it's always been Trib Shop, but I need, I need to mix it up. I need to no longer be promoting my former employer. 
Um, but so the, the poll got 138 total votes. 10% said counting down the hours. So that's like 13 or 14 people. 27% said controlled enthusiasm. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's, um, maybe 39 ish people, 38 people, almost half, 50% said more excited for men's basketball. And 15% said don't care at all. So I don't truly know what to make of that. I mean, it's not truly surprising. I wonder if I would have not included the men's basketball option if this, the results have been more skewed towards like controlled enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for you, is does that surprise you at all? I don't know if you've even seen that Twitter poll or is that something you'd expect also? No, nah, I saw it. I, w- I was part of the co- controlled enthusiasm group. Oh, were you? Um, yeah, I mean... Definitely, I think it's a little tougher going up against basketball. I think, like you said, if it would have just been strictly football, it might have been a little more skewed towards controlled enthusiasm. But I think the other part of it, too, is that, you know, if you look at that question and what people are thinking, is that we're already aware for basketball that we're going to be really good. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I saw another poll today, just, just seeing, you know, Duke and Kansas, you see Nevada at five, just got me excited seeing that today. It was like some, you know, regional magazine cover. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to be awesome. But for football, there's still so many, there's still, you know, a bunch of question marks. Nobody, you know, I think we're obviously going to be better than we were last year, but there's still a lot of question marks. So I think that's kind of where the people are a little timid because, you know, nobody wants to get burned in the end. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, let's move on to some slants. Football season started last weekend. You had a few games. Um, I didn't get to watch. I I was up. Was it last weekend? I was up in Reno. No, it was not. No, no, that was two weekends ago. Two, yeah, two weekends ago. Did you you watch any games last weekend? Last weekend, no. I was in South Lake. Oh, that's right. You're up at Tahoe. So there, I think there was five games. I think the one game that you really get. There was three Mountain West teams. There was a Mountain West game last week. You had Hawaii. At Colorado State, I don't know if you saw this, Hawaii throttled Colorado State at Colorado State. I did see that. Um, that was certainly a surprise, so I'll be curious to see. We'll, we'll talk about this more a little bit, um, another, a few slants down. But what, speaking broadly now, now that we can go full, I'm not getting <laughs> off the couch for, for 15 hours, what do you love about football season? I have a few. I don't know how many you have. You can start, though. Yeah, I got I got three things that I just wrote. I mean, the first one is just there's so much football. It's just <laughs> just generally just football. What do you love about football season? Football. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's like you come home now. You know, like Wednesdays they got action. Thursday you got the NFL. You know, Friday there's some high school games you come check out. Saturday you got collegiate. Sundays and like there's just always a game going on. Yeah. And I don't even I don't even care half the time who it is. It could be that North Texas Portland State game, but I don't, if it's I'm on watching. TV, I'll watch it. I'm watching. You 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 you, you bet your ass I'm watching that game. <laughs> um, I went pretty similar. That feeling, just you're coming back from the Gold Dust West. You're sitting on the couch, <laughs> you got your tickets in your hand, you got your fantasy app open, and the red zone countdown is at a minute, 59 yeah. seconds, 58 seconds. And I'm telling you, that is one of the best feelings. So like, yes. Yeah. I don't have to do anything for like seven hours. Well, you know, as soon as that countdown's going, it's like, I'm literally going to be posted on this couch the entire day. I'm not moving except for dominoes. 
And that's, that's what you get. I was just going to say, I'm not getting off the couch until the Domino's guy shows up. <laughs> well, see, I had, see, I see my second one was, it was kind of close to that, but mine was going to say that feeling when you're running to the Gold Dust West, or in my case, the Tamarack, now that I'm down south, you know, you know, you're looking at your phone as you're driving, you make five minutes, got five minutes. Yeah, exactly. I got to get there. I got to get there. <laughs> you're like sprinting to the book. And yep. then that feeling of just sat- satisfaction when you're looking at your ticket right before kickoff. That's just, that's one of my favorite feelings. No question. Um, what another one I have is basically just tailgating, being outside with your dudes, with your bros, drinking beer, about to go to a football game. We're gonna get rowdy, like yeah. especially when it's like a like a day game and you're there in the morning. That's, <laughs> that's just like an and it's not cold yet. It's like a nice Saturday afternoon. You got your strong Coors Light buzz on. Gonna go watch oh, yeah. some football, whether it's whether it's Nevada, whether it's UW or NFL, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. that's just a, it just brings a smile to my face. It's just a great way to start the day in general. It, it really is. And I, <laughs> my last one's kind of funny. I just think of, uh, when you're out and about, like maybe your team played early Saturday or whatnot, but when you're at a bar, preferably a packed bar and you've had a couple drinks, so you're obviously, you know, you're maybe a little drunk. Feeling saucy. But, yeah, feeling a little saucy, but there's just a bunch of people around but you are not interacting with any of them because you're staring at the TV for whatever random games. I just think of like being at the stick and being drunk and like there's so many things going around you, but I'm just like, I might as well have earplugs in because I'm just watching that TV. No one talk to me. No one look <laughs> at me. No one touch me. I care yeah. about what is going on with East Michigan and Northern Illinois right now. That is exactly. it. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's my favorite conference in the whole country. And the last one I got, we're still about a month away from it. There, there's a lot of fun sporting events over the course of the year. I think NBA playoffs are getting increasingly more fun. The NCAA tournament obviously is awesome. Uh, NFL playoffs, awesome. Just football playoffs in general. But when we, when you get into October and you have baseball playoffs, um, are, are starting and then you're really getting into the meat of the college season. So conference, conference games are going on and you have NFL ramping up to, I think those first few weeks of October are like the best of the year when it comes to sports. It's hard to, hard to argue against that. You got so many different things going on with different sports. It's yeah, and I got, easily, easily one of the best times. I got a problem because we don't have cable at the house. We're Apple TV, Netflix exclusively. So I, I need to figure that one out. It's 2018. You gotta be, you gotta be able to subscribe to something. If you got sling, you get sling or whatever. Does that, does that work? I've thought about it. It's either going to be sling TV or, um, I haven't met, so Tara, my girlfriend, her parents live like five minutes away. Steve and Donna, I, I had Sunday ticket hooked up with them last year. So I'll probably mm-hmm. just be basically living on their couch the entire fall. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, as long, as long as I'm not FaceTiming you Sunday, my, my red zone from Reno. <laughs> yep. Done that move several <laughs> times before. Oh God. Several times. All right. What do we hate? about football season? Uh, just like from a lifestyle standpoint, I'm just very unproductive. <laughs> I just, yep. I get absolutely nothing. Like you leave Friday from work, whatever. You're like, all right, I got to do this. I got errands, chores, whatever for myself. And then you get to that point. This is a Sunday night game ends. And you're like, I have done absolutely nothing. <laughs> this was the worst week. <laughs> you know, it was the best weekend, but it was the worst weekend. Oh my God. That's, I, I have that exact same one. So it's, so at the end of the Sunday night football game, whether the game is over now or it's the fourth quarter and it's a blowout, 
you realize you haven't gone off the couch in about 48 hours since the Domino's guy showed up yesterday. Um, <laughs> and then it gets even worse when you miss your bets, you lose in fantasy, and your teams lose. Like, oh. th- those are some of the darkest <laughs> times you can experience as, as a, as a sports fan just in general. Like, that is so depressing. The Sunday Night Scaries never been more real than in that. Those moment. are, those are when you just lay on the couch like you just got crucified. <laughs> Cause you're just like, I'm so broke. I have nothing to my name. I'm an <laughs> idiot. I'm the worst fantasy manager ever. My I'm, team suck. I'm hungover. Yeah, I, I haven't hung- moved. I mean, it's, oh, it's terrible. I got, I got work tomorrow. It's absolutely terrible. And I, I'm talking myself into not being excited about football now, just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to find a way to calm yourself down that just killed your any momentum you had. You turn the TV off and just stare in silence for like 20 minutes. So what have I just, done? Just realizing that this is your reality. This is my life. Uh, and the last, the second one I got is uh, people tweeting out screenshots of their fancy football scores. I do not care. I do not want to see your fancy football matchups. I don't care. I have to really like someone to like... Everyone wants to talk about their fantasy football teams. I have to really like someone to pretend to be interested in their fantasy team. So I promise you, I don't care. It's hard to even be invested in other teams in your own league, other matchups. Like, unless there's like playoff implications later in the year. I mean, you got, I'll give, I'll give Marcus the crap right now. Marcus is always like, Oh, this is what I did this week. I'm like, dude, I do not care that you scored 72 points and lost. Your team's bad. Marcus is one of our good buddies. We lived with him for several years. He's an idiot. He's a Patriots fan. He's from Los Angeles. He's, it's just beyond annoying. Yeah, we won't we won't give him the time right now. We'll move. <laughs> on. We're not going to give him the free advertisement. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we talked about some of the awesome, awesome games that are on this weekend. What are a few that you're looking forward to, other than obviously Nevada, Portland State, September first, Washington and Auburn. Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz Dome or Bowl or whatever it, whatever, whatever it's it called. Is. I know. But that's gonna be that's obviously gonna be a great game. Um, uh, for those who don't know, Nathan and I are both from Washington, grew up big Husky fans, so we endured the winless seasons, the one win Apple Cups, and we don't talk pretty, about those. Yeah, the pretty brutal years. Yeah, we talked got, we talked about going to this game. Damn, it would have been so sick. Mm-hmm. Like it, I was thinking when the clock was rolling up, I was like. Couple times I'm like, man, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go? And then, yeah, obviously other stuff got in the way. Save it for the next time they're in Damn Auburn. It. Damn it. Yeah. All right. What so, do you, what do you... so they're obviously that one. I knew you were gonna say that one. Um, that one's at 12:30 on Saturday. But really, there are some fun. There's three um, other matchups this weekend that include uh, ranked teams. So also on Saturday, you have number 14 Michigan, number 12 Notre Dame. So you got a rivalry game. That one's at Notre Dame. On Sunday, I love there's a Sunday game. You have number eight Miami and number twenty five LSU. That's what that was at AT and T. That was my second game I had written down. And then there's even a game on Monday. I love that college is doing this because we don't have NFL yet. On Monday, you have number twenty Virginia Tech and number nineteen Florida State. So some ranked matchups between some really uh, blue chip programs this weekend, especially Washington. Um, mm-hmm. and some, some other sneaky games that are really more relevant to Nevada and the Mountain West. You have another one on Friday night. It's going to be kind of fun. San Diego State at number 14, Stanford. So San Diego State beat Stanford last year. That one was at San Diego State. Um, Stanford obviously has Bryce Love. He's getting all sorts of Heisman love. Oh, yeah. Um, 
no double entendre meant there on purpose. So it was a 2017 game last year. Obviously, implications for Nevada. If San Diego State can go and beat Stanford at Stanford, uh, that shakes up pretty well for the Mountain West, at least early in the season. And then we mentioned the Hawaii upset at Colorado State last week. I'm really curious to see how Hawaii looks this week. They're at home. They got Navy. They're two-point dog, or almost two-touchdown dog. I think it's 13 and a half last I saw. Um, at home against Navy. So if Hawaii can look good two weeks in a row, that really mixes things up in, in the West Division because there wasn't a ton expected of Hawaii this year. Um, so really, bottom line, there's just a shit ton of football this weekend, and I'm bummed. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just the simplest way to put that, it. That's it, bottom line. And the last slant, we talked about how awesome this weekend is for Reno. Um, I, you mentioned it on the last episode. What are your plans this weekend? Well, unfortunately, I'm a major idiot, and I'm leaving the town. I am flying to L.A. Friday afternoon. But fortunately, I will still see some sports. I'm actually going to catch the Dodger game on Friday and Sunday. So I got two, two. I got two baseball games. So who, who they never even uh, they, they got a series against the Diamondbacks. Okay, that'll be a good series so, then. Yeah, so I'm hoping it'll be a good one. Uh, I think Friday we're up in the nosebleeds, but Sunday I think we got some decent tickets. So that should nice. be pretty fun. And then you're going but to the game I, Saturday, right? Yep, Saturday I'm gonna, I'm going to see the start of the Chip Kelly era. I'm going to see UCLA is taking on Cincinnati at the Rose Bowl, and I will be there. Damn, that's a lot of sports. Yeah, that's going to be a very sport-filled weekend, so I'm probably going to be all, I'm going to be pretty exhausted by the end. So you're flying out, what, Friday afternoon? Yeah, I think I get into LA at like three, dink around for a little bit. I'm pretty sure the game's at seven I'm sure, on Friday, yeah. on Friday night. And I actually got to find out, I don't even know, I think it's a one o'clock. I could be completely wrong though. The UCLA versus Cincinnati game, but I'm just, I'm just excited to tail, to tailgate outside it. That's such a aggressive weekend. You have a late, oh. you have a late baseball game on, on Friday. You have wake up and tailgate. On Saturday, then you have a oh, yeah. baseball game on Sunday, and I'm, oh, you probably don't fly out on Monday, so that's nice at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the last flight out on Monday. I think, well, maybe not the last, but I'm flying out at like 10:30. Yeah, on Monday. So by the time I get to Reno, I will be a zombie. That's, that's a sick weekend, though. Oh, I'm I'm excited. What my, do you got going on? My Labor Day weekend is not going to be nearly as eventful. So um, Tara is going to be in Denver this weekend. She's going to go see her friend. So I got the house to myself, but as I mentioned, no cable. So I got, I got to figure something out. I think I'm going to go yeah. to my, I think I'm going to my buddy's house on Saturday and I'm going to bring a 12 pack and sit in the couch all day. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you? I just bring a duffel bag and stay all weekend. That's honestly not a bad call. <laughs> I got the dog though. Um, oh yeah. I think Sunday I'm going to try to go golfing. I'm, I have a legit addiction to golf, bro. I, well, don't you like, live? Don't you don't you live super close to that course now? Yeah, there's a course like five minutes away. But I I played Friday last or Saturday last weekend and Sunday. You're getting you're getting into it. That's I'm, for sure. That's for sure. I'm I'm just out here shooting 45s on the front now, getting super pumped about everything. <laughs> well, I guess if you're gonna associate into the Vegas culture, you know you got to take up golf. That's a that's well, a must. And it's super funny because in Vegas. It actually golf gets more expensive now because it's been so damn hot that now it's starting to cool off. Now it's more desirable to go. Well, that's a like what time do the tea times start out there? They gotta start. Well, I guess now that you know we're getting less sun and light in the day, yeah. but I'm sure during the summer you get on at what six? Oh, you 630? can get you can get on super early. I mean, we we've had a couple 
where we went on at like 6.45, which is nice because you finish your round at like 11, you got a whole mm-hmm. day ahead of you. Um, but we, we, did, we did a couple of midday rounds where it's, you know, it's 108, 109 when you're done and um, don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, that does not sound like, I mean, I, I love golfing and drinking beer, but in the 100, almost 110 degree heat in Vegas, I think I'll no. pass. I no. might just stay at the clubhouse and let somebody else do a round. It's rough. And then the, uh, the other thing this weekend is I just realized this before we went on. Um, our fantasy football draft is on Tuesday. And you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I have done zero prep. Zero. Well, I'm already 0 for 1. I'm in, I got suckered into, I think I'm in four leagues this year. Oh, and God. normally, normally my max is two because I think it, then it becomes more like a, another job. But I'm already 0 for 1 and I missed one draft. Nice. So I already did one auto draft. Ugh. That's, that just pains me. <laughs> How much was the buy in for it though? That was either a twenty-five or a fifty-dollar buy-in. So okay, at least, I, at least it wasn't like a two hundred-dollar buy-in, and you auto-drafted. That would be brutal. Yeah, if it's a two hundred-dollar buy-in, I'd auto-draft. I might as well just say, you know what, I'm selling out. I'll be back <laughs> next year. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably try. To, that's probably what I'll do either on Sunday or Monday, waiting for that Virginia Tech Florida State game. Is I'll probably just read Matt Berry's love hate for the season. Yeah, put some notes together. Yeah, here, we get, here we go. Another season. Just got to hope I don't get 10th. Speaking of another season, I think, I think that's it we got for this, for this show. Nevada football season is screw it. It's here. I mean, we still got, whether you're listening to it Wednesday night, Thursday, maybe even Friday, Nevada football season is here. So thank you so much everyone for listening. Hopefully you got to listen to all three episodes. I do have a challenge. For you guys, I left a couple challenges for you. If you could go on the iTunes, leave us a five-star review. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us as we really try to get this podcast off the ground and get it going. So I think what we're going to do is um, we'll do like a review of the week. And we still haven't figured out the criteria. So Adam, we got to figure that out, what we want to do for iTunes review of the week, whether it's like the, the funniest or the smartest or I, I don't know what we'll do. You got any ideas? Well, I was going to, initially, I'm just thinking whoever's going to bring up the most clever. That's, like, not, gonna, that's not bad either. Cl- yeah. All right. So wh- whatever, Le- leave an iTunes review. Um, one of those things, <laughs> we'll get it dialed in for, for, for next week's show. Um, so we'll do an iTunes review of the week. Also next week, we're going to start implementing Twitter questions. So this is something I did on my Twitter sh- or not my Twitter show on my ESPN radio show. Every week I took Twitter questions from you guys. Um, shout out to fake Matt Mummy. He's awesome. He asks questions every single week that were hilarious and super fun to, <laughs> to discuss on air. So send those questions to, we got a Twitter account that we're also launching tonight at the Reno slant. So shoot your Twitter questions there. You can also shoot us an email, um, really old school, the Reno slant at gmail.com or gmail.com. Nevada, Portland State, Friday night, six o'clock, Mackey Stadium, football season. It's here. Super pumped. We will see you guys next week. Talk Vandy. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to the Reno Slant, the podcast for Northern Nevada sports fans. Until next time. And we're still not talking about the Loyalist Chicago tournament game.